Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Tuesday, March the 22nd, 2022. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, lampoon, which means to make the subject of a satire. Lampoon. Hope everyone is enjoying or will enjoy their Tuesday. Uh, it's been a while since I've been up here. I had to take a little time for myself. Mental reflection. No harm, no foul. I do apologize for the long wait, man. It's been almost a week or more. Man, it has been a while. It has been a while. Weather here in North Carolina, uh, the spring is here. <laughs> it's here. Uh, seasonably mild temperatures thus far. We've gotten up into the 70s some, day, then some days and then 60s. Uh, night times, pretty cool in the 40s. But we're expecting some uh, pretty rough weather that is coming through. Or coming up, I should say, from uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, 19 tornadoes in Texas within 24 hours. And, hey, just last week, um, I think it's still burning. They had wildfires down there. So they're getting tornadoes and wildfires. And those tornadoes are also working their way up into Oklahoma. Man, like I said, it's expected to come in uh, sometime Wednesday. They're saying we're probably going to get some severe thunderstorms. Chances of tornadoes and uh, those straight line winds. Uh, those straight line winds can be pretty rough also. They just can't. They just can't. Uh, that heavy rain. <laughs> Here goes the um, time to cut the grass. Spring is here. You know, that rain is going to sprout it up. <laughs> Just is. Man. Uh, well, like I said, it's spring. It's spring. And uh, let's move along here. Also, uh, March Madness. This is the month of March. And uh, NCAA basketball. Man, it is. Hey, the name is March Madness. It's, it's madness. There has been some upsets and some surprises. Like I said earlier, I love those low-ranking, no-name schools that come out of nowhere and just crush. And that is what has happened last week and this weekend. St. Peter's out of New Jersey's. They beat Kentucky. That was a shock to many. No-name school out of New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> they put the hat, they put the stick on them. Because they beat Kentucky. Beat them pretty good, too. Just did. Then this past Saturday, they beat Murray State to advance to the Sweet 16. That was a good game. I had a chance. I had the pleasure of watching that game. That was a good game. That really was. Um, St. Peter's, man, they're they're a strong defensive team. Uh, they may, may or may not put many points on the board. But their defense, man, they stick on you like glue. And that's exactly what they did against Kentucky and Murray State. That was a good game. But the shocker, the, the upset that really shook everyone was that UNC and Baylor game. UNC knocked off number one seed defending NCAA men's basketball champs. Even though they had a 25-point lead, it dwindled down. They hung in there and toughed it out. Man. That was a good game. There were so many good games. So many good games. And, of course, Duke and Michigan State, that was another one. That was a, that was a good dogfight. Just was. Michigan State hung around, stuck in there, and kept jabbing. And, and Duke had to uh, 
in those last few moments, Duke had to step their game up. They had to step it up. Their offense and defense, they were making steals, easy twos. Uh, they hit a three, and that really got them on the road. Uh, Coach K's not done yet. He's in the Sweet 16. I, I believe with that win, he got uh, his 1,200th win, and I believe they said 99th NCAA tournament appearance. Man, it might have been more than that. Huh, who knows? But uh, either way, he's not gone yet. <laughs> Those dookies are still hanging around. Uh, either way, like I, I said before, I love competition. And this is something that, that I thoroughly enjoy every March. Hey, I just do. I could catch some good games. Like I said, I love those underdogs, those small schools that come in and they just totally and utterly shock you. And like I said, St. Peter's, St. Peter's, man, I, I, hey, I, I'm just, it, it was just so surprising to watch these kids that are, and, and I kept wondering, I kept saying to myself, man, this defense is hard. They stick and they're all over the place. Wherever that ball goes, they're there. They meet you there. Well, those are, a lot of those kids are uh, somewhere, uh, one or two were from the South Bronx, and then they had some that were from the state of New Jersey. Then they had some more that were from uh, New York City as well. Uh, street ballers. <laughs> they they learn how to play the game on the streets. And, and if you don't know much about uh, street balling, yeah, it is a lot of dunks and high flying and all this and that. But defense, man, that's you got to keep your opponent in check. And that's what St. Peter's is doing. So we'll see how far they go. I don't know how long that defense is going to last or, or when they meet um, someone that, that that's a worthy opponent that could break that defense down. We'll see. Hey, they just may win the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Who knows? It's anybody's game, it's, as it always is. It's anybody's game. Just is. Just is. All right. Let's go get it. Wow. Wow, this uh, last, this next piece here, it's, um, <laughs> well, we, we all know uh, spring break, and we all know those of us on the East Coast, the youngins, they all trample down to Miami. <laughs> and, you know, like I told you, uh, the last podcast, they had those drug overdoses with that, that fentanyl down there for those uh, few members, I believe it was a total of, of five or six, and a few of them were, uh, cadets from uh west point and, and well none of them had died but they they were all resuscitated and i believe they're all doing well and of those uh two of them that were 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 on the uh west point football team here's a continuation uh this weekend five are dead and officers have seized over 100 weapons and all, this this is and it has led to miami beach Cause that's where you know a lot of the partying is. They down there in Miami. Hey, they, it just is. It's led to Miami Beach being under a state of emergency because of the extreme violence over the spring break weekend. They have a curfew that's going to start twelve midnight Thursday to Monday morning. <laughs> and, and what they have also determined that the crowds are larger than ever before. Haven't seen this many people down there in a while, or if ever. Yeah, five are dead. Uh, wow, you, you, kids, uh, youngins. I know you want to go and party and have a good time. I give you that. But
But man, this is this is ridiculous. And this is also the second year of Miami. Well, I shouldn't say second year because this is always an occurrence. You know, people go down there, uh, they get drunk and apparently high and they rebel rouse. But this is the second year uh, here recently where Miami has had a problem with violence over the spring break weekend. And this is also the second year that they placed a curfew because they did the exact same thing last year for the exact same reason. So what's, uh, can't say what's the allure, but you, you got to ask what's the attraction to uh, take your time, spend your time, spend your money, and end up wasting time and wasting money because you go down to Miami and you act like a you-know-what. You're locked up. Your money's gone. You probably, <laughs> I mean, whatever funds you had, are probably going to have to go for you to get bonded out of jail. That just doesn't make much sense to me. Sense to me. But then again, hey, when you're young, you do foolish things. You just do. <laughs> you just do. But yeah, officials in Miami, man, they are uh, they ain't playing, and they're going to. I believe, just like last year, they're going to enforce this curfew. They have to. There's no way around it. They have to enforce this curfew to get some order. I mean, hey, I'm all for going and having a good time, but man, you gotta have, you gotta understand there are limits and boundaries. Uh, still, really, uh, details are pretty sketchy with those five people that were, are dead and all those guns that were seized. Uh, maybe, just maybe, it's a naivete on my part. Maybe things have changed. Maybe time has changed and progressed or regressed in this instance. I believe because I, I just can't see going somewhere and the end result is you end up getting arrested or you end up dead just trying to have a good time. Is that a good time now to go somewhere and just show your natural born to the point you're locked up? You're sitting behind bars on what should be your spring break weekend, or maybe they aren't college kids. Maybe they're just kids or people just going down to uh, have a good time and, and make lasting memories. I don't know what kind of memories. This doesn't sound like lasting memories that, hey, you can sit around if you're fortunate enough to tell your kids uh, years from now. Yeah, I went down to Miami. I showed my, you know what, and got arrested. Drunk and arrested. <laughs> I don't think I would love to tell that tale if I was a parent coming up, uh, along now. Uh, that's just me. That's just me. And yeah, yeah, like I said, the previous week, they had the problems with those that had OD. That uh, OD where, where however many people were found overdosed on uh, cocaine, lace, fentanyl, and they were some were members of the uh, West Point cadets or whatever. Uh, and then there was those that were trying to resuscitate them that ended up getting, uh, ingesting fent the cocaine and fentanyl too. Obviously providing mouth to mouth. Doesn't seem like too much fun to me. Then again, what do I know? I'm old. <laughs> I've been told I'm old. I wouldn't understand how the youngins celebrate and party and show their youthfulness like, unlike what I did. Well, I, pretty, I did some pretty good partying in my days, but I never did anything like this. I'm sorry. This is just foolishness. Doesn't make much sense to me. Just doesn't. Uh, can't co-sign with that. If if, if I'm old, I'll, I, I enjoy it. I will embrace it. Because like I said, there's no way in the world I can go somewhere 
and supposed to be having fun and end up getting arrested or death with guns. What, why do you need all those guns if you're going down to a uh, party? I'm not too sure about that. Maybe that's how things are now. I, hey, like I said, what do I know? I'm old. Uh, that don't sound too much like fun to me. Just doesn't. <laughs> Maybe it's me. It just doesn't. Just doesn't. All right, let's move along here. Uh, this next piece. Uh, man, this next piece, uh, Wake County, uh, and, and uh, more specifically, Ra the city of Raleigh's police department. Man, you guys, you guys. What in the entire world? I would say what in the entire world as it would be surprising to me, but it's really not. Uh, if you know anything about uh, Raleigh Police Department or like me, if you grew up in Raleigh, um, this is, I mean, this is just what they do. They've always done this. I think now they're being held accountable and people are finding out and they're trying to uh, maybe in this this uh, time that we're living in where uh, there's a lot of police accountability they're they're finally it has finally caught up with them. Let's just say that the uh, tables have turned because they're in the they they, they are wow <laughs> they are staying in the news this past uh, the better part of last year and now going into this year three months in because what has came out um, <laughs> once again that uh, detective Abdullah who had, the, had and used that top-notch confidential informant aspirins, um, his cases, yeah, they're being looked at, and they need to be. Because what has happened is uh, there was one man that, man that was released from prison. He served uh, however many years in prison, I want to say 13 years in prison, and they released him because they went back and looked at the case and they determined, hey, uh, Detective Abdullah was on this case and drugs, uh, I believe they're saying drugs were planted with him also. Now, also, Wake County has to pay or is going to pay $2 million to those 13 uh, of the 15 or maybe 15 altogether. We remember, like I said, that top-notch confidential informant aspirin Wake County now has to pay those folks that that got arrested with his foolishness $2 million. $2 million. Now, I don't know if that's $2 million a piece or if that's spread it between the 15. But uh, I got to say, you knew this was coming. You had to know this was coming because what has been discovered is that this uh, Detective Abdullah Man, he was just flat out just doing what he wanted to do. No regards. There was no uh, enforcing of the law in him. This was just me, 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 I, I, I do what I want to do. Now, maybe he was trying to further his career by getting a certain, uh, a certain amount of arrest. Hey, it could be. Or maybe he was just that uh, type of guy. It, maybe that was just it was just in him. Because, like I said, they now have to pay $2 million to these people that were wrongly convicted with the aspirins thing. Then we have the mother also in Wake County that has filed charges and is suing Wake County because, hey, he raided the wrong apartment, even though he had a, a warrant and had a picture of the apartment he was supposed to be arresting. He raided the wrong apartment looking for drugs. <laughs> This guy was just reckless. He was. He was just reckless. And then there's another police officer 
that was arrested for selling to an undercover DEA agent in uniform in his patrol car on duty. Yeah, you heard it. In uniform, in a patrol car, on duty, selling drugs to an undercover DEA agent. Yeah, uh, couldn't can't make this up. This certainly sounds with both of these stories of all of these stories and all of these troubles and woes that Wake County is having certainly sounds like something you would see on TV. Looks like the roosters have came home to roost Wake County and Raleigh Police Department. You guys are in the hot seat. Rightfully so. With this foolishness going on with this detective. And now this police officer, and now you have to release this this man that has served time for being wrongfully convicted with evidence that uh, Detective Abdullah used. And then you have the case of the mother in the the wrong raid of an apartment. She was with her kids cooking dinner, and you guys bust into the wrong apartment, snatching and throwing everyone around, yelling and screaming and waving your guns and tearing the damn apartment half to pieces, looking for some drugs so you could further your little drug sting. You're embarrassing. It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to law law enforcement, and and it's an, an embarrassment to civilization supposed to be a more civil society than this and we got fools like this on the police force that are running a running rogue running amok nothing in this guy's performance as a law enforcement official signifies law enforcement or justice everything that you got that the police are supposed to stand for and the da office you guys are supposed to stand for went to not you know you could say as it relates to the DA's office, you know, how could they prosecute these cases? Well, I guess the way things work, you think, hey, the police have done their job. They have all the evidence, supposed to be credible evidence, and they present it to the DA and the DA says, well, let's go ahead on and prosecute. We have the evidence. Maybe the DA should start doing their own little investigation on the investigation and the evidence that's presented to them by the police department. Pretty sad state of affairs in Wake County. And, and dare I say, uh, probably a lot more places, not probably, chances are, it is. It's a lot more police departments all throughout this country. We're going to find this happening because now with more uh, scrutiny and more eyes on the police, we're going to find out a whole lot more. It's going to be a whole lot of uh, evident, uh, cases like similar to these. Just or maybe they need to be. Hey, you know, uh, like I said, I'm not on that defund kick. Because as we see now with the defunding, we now see an increase in crime. Police officers have slow response times. So that wasn't a good idea. Thing thing I've been screaming for however long, it wasn't a good idea to defund the police. Because when you take police off the streets, the criminals come on the streets. And then some of you may be saying, well, you got the police doing what they want. Look at these, these cases and these instances. Yeah, you're right. Seems like there's a there's a no-win situation. But defunding ain't the answer. Just saying. And as it goes for uh, Detective Abdullah, because the confidential informant, Aspirins, he's already serving time. They've, gave, they've given him time. <laughs> Rightfully so. And with the, the, the Detective Abdullah, yeah, you need to pull some time too. You do. 
You don't just need to be fired. You need to pull some time. You got to. And those cases, every single last one of them, I, I know that it takes a lot of time and money and, and, you know, we still have crime going on. But how many people are sitting up in jail innocently because of this fool and his mindset? He wasn't a law enforcement officer. I'm sorry, he just wasn't. He wasn't a rogue cop. He wasn't a rogue detective. He was just a fool with a badge that wanted that did whatever and whatever he wanted to do. Just did. He, he, he wasn't a lone wolf. <laughs> he was just, it was just him. That's just who he is. This isn't his first rodeo. These instances or these cases hasn't just came up because of that uh, confidential informant aspirins. He's been doing this for a while. Probably been doing it his whole career. Since he got on the force. Does it seem uh, far-fetched? You got a guy that was serving, that served however many years that now we're finding you got to release him because the evidence they had on him was false. Should have never probably, probably should have never been admitted into court, but you used it to convict him. Yeah, the DA office, they, you guys got some answering to do also. Perhaps some of you should pull some time as well. Take that law license. Pull some time. This foolishness, and, and a side note, I've, I've often said, and I, I have often questioned, is it really worth the risk of you incarcerating just any and any and everyone just to get people off the streets to calm the public's general nerve when you have wrongfully convicted people in jail and you're housing them, clothing them, feeding them, providing medical, however many thousands of dollars that is per month, however much that equates to per year or years over the time. Is it really worth it? If you're, you're only a mindset, let's take the moral standards out of it. Is it really worth it financially? Because you spend all of this money, housing, clothing, feeding, providing medical care. Then when you find out they're innocent, you have to turn around and kick out more money to them, millions, and you got to pay it. That, that just seems off to me. Doesn't seem like there's any justice being served. Doesn't seem like the, the, the communities are getting any better because you're just finding any old body that may just happen to be doing something. Because uh, uh, one of the cases with Abdullah, there was a guy that they arrested and charged with uh, selling uh, heroin. You know, we all know that fake heroin that that aspirins had or whatever, however you want to word it. And that guy, he had really he had just had a child and he was working. So maybe he was dabbling back on the street selling something. Yeah, I get that. But if you can't arrest him for what he's doing illegally, you shouldn't arrest him for for whatever your, your, your charge is. If you're going to just arrest him and then turn around and have to pay him again, millions. This is going on and this is happening far too often in this country. It has been going on. It's, it's like, well, we don't care. We're just going to pay. Uh, you're wasting taxpayers' money paying folks that should have never been placed in that position in the first place because you had a bunch of rogue cops and rogue DAs also, district attorney's offices office also. Because uh, I, dare I say, I can't say it for this instance with this DA, but I'm sure there's a lot of DA offices throughout this country. You guys knew what was going on. You can't say you were totally blindsided. 
you had an inkling. There had to be rumors because with the, the, the good detective here in Wake County in Raleigh, uh, during one of the cases or several of the cases, those officers that were assigned with him did the field test. Hey, this isn't heroin. Sending it off to the state lab. Hey, this isn't heroin. This is brown sugar. But you guys continued to allow, continued and allowed him to stay on the job and make these arrests and use the evidence that he provided to prosecute and lock innocent people up. This isn't just one or two instances. This has been going on for a while. Just has. Foolishness one-on-one. I, I honestly think a lot of you, to be honest, it's not about serving the public for you. It's about furthering your career. So, yeah, some of these DA, DA offices and DAs, you guys need to be prosecuted also. Lock you up. Lock them up. Be done with it. I, hey, it's just that simple for me. What makes you different from any other old citizen in the community? You have already shown, you have already exhibited that you can't do your job. You can't do anything remotely close to providing justice to the community because you're locking innocent folks up, housing them, clothing them, feeding them, providing them medical care. And then however many thousands, or however many, however long, then you turn around and you got to pay them millions when they come out. That's foolish. That's absurd. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever, whether moral or financially. We're hearing a lot about a lot of uh, these uh, police departments and DA's offices are overworked and underpaid. Eh, perhaps if you lock the right ones up, you can get <laughs> you can lighten that caseload and get your raises. Maybe that's not how it works. What do I know? Who am I? I'm not a brain child. Just a regular old common man. Things just don't sound, it just doesn't sit right with me. doesn't sound right. Sounds like you guys are just playing that proverbial game that we're always hearing about. It's a game to you. It has to be. So I, I'm, I'm questioning now or I'm wondering now, not only um, with this detective, his firing and those that were working with him or under him because they fired quite a few more other uh, detectives and officers that with him, with him. Are you guys going to go into that DA's office also? The DA office does work closely with uh, police and lead detectives, which was what Detective Abdullah was. You guys had to establish a rapport you had to, I'm sorry, you had to know, you had to hear or get an inkling because, uh, like I said, it just didn't start. This just didn't happen overnight. This just didn't happen last year. This guy's been doing this for a while. There are a lot of rumblings that go on, not just in the police department, but on any job, uh, water cooler convo or talks. I think you guys knew what was going on. You were furthering your careers. However many arrests, however many convictions you can get and push you further along through that DA's office so you can rise in ranks, just like with the police. However many arrests you get, however many convictions you get, and you can rise higher up in the ranks in the police department. Let's just be honest with each other. That's how it works, isn't it? Don't mean to, to put that quota thing back out there about the number of arrests. Maybe you guys don't call it quotas anymore. Maybe call it something different. But it does sound 
eerily familiar. And these cases that have come up backs it up. You got officers that are working with you telling you while you're in the field and you do your, your field test for the drugs and they say, no, this isn't what we think, what we're, what we're here for. But you still take it and you still prosecute, still arrest, lock up and prosecute people. Trying to move up the ranks or you were just rogue doing what the hell you wanted to just because you could. Yeah, some of those in the, in the DA's office needs to uh, face some charges also. Investigate them. Take that law license, lock them up. Just do. Just do. Hey, I offer no apologies. If it was you and I and our regular uh, civilian capacity or regular citizens capacity, it wouldn't have any any uh, second thought of lock, locking us up. Taking our freedoms away. You guys need your freedoms taken away. Don't care who you are. Don't care about your race, your class, your race, your gender. Don't care. You break the law, you need to be locked up. Just to can't uphold the law. <laughs> Just can't. Yeah. Aspirins. Wow. That was crazy. That was crazy. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. I got to get out of here and get ready for work. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.